group of House Republicans will be joining former President Trump at the border. We're also going to be talking about the greatest album of all time, Michelle Branch's The Spirit Room. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. Nice. Perfect. You're perfect. Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like the video, and become a patron. Also, um, for three bucks a month, uh, you guys can see exclusive content from us. And follow us also on Feeling Grounded Podcast on Instagram to see some other exclusive content for free. That way you can also check out our other mediums. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other avenues. If you feel that, you get uh, both audio and video, of course, on YouTube, which is of course our favorite. Um, but also on any one of our mediums, such as Instagram and YouTube, write a comment with a question for Josh and I or whenever we have a guest too, um, such as... Why do you always wear a hat, Josh? And Joe, why didn't you wear a hat this time? You promised last time. I know I did, but I was constantly forgetful, so I apologize. Um, but with that in mind, we appreciate you all, and we can't wait to continue uh, dishing out more content for you guys uh, in the not-too-distant future. Episodes every Wednesday. All right, Joe. So what is, what's crackalacking? So this is a, we're recording, what day is today? Thursday? Yeah, a little bit earlier than our normal routine. A little bit early because next week I'm going on vacation, baby. Should be good. Now, where is this vacation? Cape May. Oh, which is on the- That's a long the, ways away. Yeah, the very bottom of New Jersey. Oh. Exit zero. Yeah, so my uh, in-laws, they've been going- every year for the past like 20 something years mm. which is bonkers so that's a long time going there that many times you would think that you would want to have like a little bit more variety in your vacations i don't know you'd think so but that's kind of how the whole family is they don't like change change okay. is a is not a thing that they like i on the other hand i'm all on board with doing different things mm -hmm. variety is the spice of life Joseph. yes yes so i'd much rather do other things of new adventures than the same thing, but to each his own. So what's on the bucket list for Josh? Oh, places I want to go. Mm -hmm. Oh man. It's always been my dream to do like a really long road trip. So like just like cross country, you know, mm -hmm. and hitting like every spot, get a trailer, think of. Mm -hmm. go to sleep in, you know, like the Walmart parking lots. Don't get the hotel. Just get the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that and taking the family and then we just stop at parks and we see everything. Just take like a month and just do it. Just drive and see everything. It's my dream. Because I'm not really big on flying. Flying is like my probably my yes. biggest fear. So I would rather drive everywhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really care to just go to Europe or to, you know, go You over. wouldn't go to Europe? You would pass up on that opportunity? Yeah, I would, yeah. I'm what, like, if you, what if you had like people that were always there to comfort you? 
there it's actually the safest method of travel i know i know but there's this this is massive fear it's like my biggest anxiety like I've, I've, i can do i've done it obviously i've flown before but it's like so horrifying to me it's like well i'm just white knuckling and like breathing heavy and like the whole time and so yeah I would, I would be okay to never fly again but if i have to i have to and i will what if you go on a boat hijack like a cru- like a cruise liner <laughs> i would do that heartbeat i wouldn't hijack <laughs> but i wouldn't do a cruise yeah if, if they if they did cruises from here to europe i would do that but the thing is josh you know you have other methods of travel such as like a cruise liner have you ever seen titanic <laughs> no i haven't what's that about <laughs> nice yeah, I had that thought. I was like, man, if I did a cruise liner, I would probably end up at the bottom of the ocean. Because <laughs> the captain would hit an iceberg at midnight. I'd throw you off the uh, the cruise liner, just uh, just like how Rose fr- uh, from the movie Titanic just throws off the uh, the heart the heart of the ocean. Ah! <laughs> that sound. <laughs> <laughs> nice. ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, vacation. So I'm looking forward to it. Now the thing is, the, like how they are again is it's very. I'm, I'm, my personality is very different from my in-laws. Okay, I guess that's normally how it is, right? But um, they like every day to have like an itinerary. Like they know what they're doing every day, and every day is kind of the same. So what they do is they wake up, they have breakfast early, and then all the whole family gathers to like the center of this like. I don't know, meeting area, fields, mm-hmm. whatever. There's like a little chapel. And then we do some kind of like morning prayer. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, we do soccer. They play soccer in a field mm-hmm. until like lunchtime. And then everyone, all the families go into their own places. They have lunch. They take a nap. They chill. They go to the beach. We all go to the beach for like three or four hours. We come home, have dinner. And then everyone goes to somebody else's house for dessert. And this is every single day. <laughs> Which is cool. I mean, it's, it's fun. You know, it's fun stuff. Like it's, well, chill, you, it's good. I'm getting the idea that it's kind of predictable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not really big on that. I, I'm, I'm into like, I'm just going to go to a place. I'm going to see some stuff. I'm going to relax. Cause for, for me, vacation is like not having a schedule because mm. that's like regular life. Like, I, I, you know, so I just want to like have a general sense mm-hmm. of what we're going to do. Maybe this day we can do that. We can see these places eat at this location. Like that'd be great. You know, I'm, I'm kind of more like a spontaneous vacation mm-hmm. person. Like, I'm going to be here for a week. And then these are some things that we can do. But not every day is, you know, laid out for me. It's interesting that you mentioned that because vacation, the term vacation, has a weird definition depending mm-hmm. on the person that you talk to. Right. Like vacation could be an organized thing such as you're with your in-laws. Another vacation could be spontaneous which a lot of other people such as you would define it as some other people define vacation as how do i best describe this taking a break of course from work but to pursue some other type of passion for an extended period of time Mm. possibly even never going back to your old pursuit right yeah that makes sense just kind of a pause in your regular life which Mm -hmm. i get that I get that. And it's, and it's a nice time. And, you know, I don't want to bash it and say like, it's not a nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, just for me, I like to. But I agree. You going to a vacation means taking a break from 
organized life. Yeah, from everything. And, and when you stratify it so much, it kind of defeats the purpose. Right, right. In my mind, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I get stressed over a lot like that. Like, oh, we're going to have to be here now. So I need to get ready. I need to make sure I'm prepped. You know, I have to make sure I'm showered and smell good. And then the kids have to be in a certain way. So then I have to make sure the cars are packed mm. and that we're have walkers. And like, I have to make sure that they take their naps. And they're good to go. So like, there's, there's like so much more <clears throat> involved instead of just like, oh, let's show up here at three. Well, it's like, well, three o'clock is typically the tail end of my kids' naps. So like, I have to like schedule that and kind of think about that, how that's going to work. And mm. I don't know, there's just a lot more to it than it used to be. But it's good. It'll be a good sure. week. Mm -hmm. And I'm off for, from school too, which is nice. So like my classes, like college. For how long? Just for a week. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> it's our summer break. So I, and my next class doesn't start until July 6th or something. So now that you have learned how to turn on a computer, <laughs> what's uh, what's next on the agenda? The so agenda. next is musical technology. So I'm learning about all the stuff that I received in my tech kit, which mm -hmm. I already know a lot of this stuff already, but um i'm hoping i can learn something and then from here on out it's like classes that i really benefit from mm -hmm. from learning it's like um different composition techniques and synthesis and mixing and mastering that we're starting to get head in that direction after mm. after this next month so it'll be good yeah. i'm really excited get my creativity going you've always been creative josh yeah that's something i love it's like a part of me you know like some people just have that and i would say the same with you like you just you just want to like do stuff you want to make something you want to like get some out there mm -hmm. that's kind of where my heart is like i'm happiest when i'm making things and getting that itch out mm -hmm. you know getting that itch itch scratched as it were instead of the itch out <laughs> everybody likes massages everybody likes getting you know their back scratched you know it's time for happy crappy So my happy for this week so far, I know it's been a little bit of a shorter week, but I did a little bit of travel with in order to get to family's place, uh, just got back right now. And, you know, that was good. Um, surrounded myself with, uh, with work to, you know, editing the podcast stuff yesterday before the episode came out, Josh, um, and did some stuff for church as well other writing passion project stuff. Uh, so I threw, you know, threw on the ambient music uh, and just went at it for like five hours. And nice. that's, that's exactly what uh, you were mentioning before uh, previous segment that, you know, just getting stuff out there on paper or another medium is incredible. Yeah, it feels good. It really does. That's great. That's and great. leading that into my crappy, I suppose, you know, throughout the travel that I had, I found it difficult to get to work out consistently mm. this for that first part of the week, but I'm working out right after I, I'm chatting with you. So all will be well. Nice. Me too. Yeah, I'm going to go to the gym after this. So we'll do it together. Live stream. Cool. So my happy's crappies. Happy is the tech kit. And we're getting really close to... Um, yeah, so the tech kit. So my school gave me a bunch of uh, electronics and different things for music equipment, mm -hmm. which is it's pretty good stuff. It's mm -hmm. not like the, the best quality. Some, some of the things I already have and are, I have in better forms, but um, just cool to get. I love getting stuff, electronics <laughs> and tech. I'm just a techie. It's always yeah. fun to like mess and toy with things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is new. So this is MacBook Pro, which I've never used Mac before. And so it's very much of a learning curve. I'm still trying to like figure out how to actually use it and 
Feeling Grounded has updated their technology. We are both Mac users now. There we go. How about that? Instead of a stock PC laptop. But then when I get to my studio, I'm going back to my PC rig. But um, And then this is more on the go. So I'm going to use this for like recording and producing music only. So like this is the creative station. Um, and then that'll carry with me and whatnot. But anyways, so that's my happy. And then I'm on summer break now, which is cool as of today. So I don't have pretty much any responsibilities, which is good <laughs> other than, you know, family and personal stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm stoked. It's going to be a good summer. Lots of, lots of good things happening. And then crappy, some of the stuff in my tech kit didn't work, like my interface. So I'm trying to figure out how to A, get it to work and B, if I can't get it to work, how to send it back and return it and get a new one. So This was your first time troubleshooting it, so... Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna mess with it some more. Now, I, again, I already have, I have a better version of the one that they sent me. So, the, but it's in use right now. The church is using it, and then my nicest one is in storage. Mm -hmm. So, um, this is what it is. So, if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. But yeah, finally breaking out the storage stuff. Uh, yeah, hopefully July sixth. July. Whoa. July sixth is when it's coming. Yep. No kidding. Getting all that stuff in storage, taking it out, you know, set up the home, move in, be good stuff. Nice. So probably by the next, let's see, let me think, the next time we record, no, 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 we'll, we'll just be in the process. And then, so not next podcast, but the following, I'll be in, in the house. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, man. I'm excited for you to come over and see it. And once yeah. it's all set up, we can do live stuff. Yeah, we'll figure out a time. Excited about the summer and some broken things that's not good <laughs> excited about broken things in a, in a way in a way aren't we all broken josh <laughs> we're all depraved all have fallen short <laughs> the future is inevitable but let's travel back in time so today by the time people are listening to this it'll be june 30th 2021 mm -hmm. um but we're going to go back to June 30th, 1955. The Johnny Carson Show debuts on CBS. I, I love I love Johnny Carson. There's something about him. And why do you love him? He was just the best late night, in my opinion, I think. At least from people that I've seen. I don't really know too much about people from that era, but I know that Johnny Carson is a complete legend. He's just one of the best interviewers. Like, he just let the people do their thing. And then he would ask them questions that were pertinent and whatever, and would, but they were like good because he really cared about them, you know? It seems as if now you can't get a word out from these guests, you know? Yeah. Because all these late night hosts are constantly interrupting. Like my beef, mm -hmm. what with, because I used to like Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, he constantly fake laughs. And you can all tell, like if you're, if you've ever been to a psychology class, you know that that guy is being completely fake with his laughter and interrupting his guests. Yeah, he's, he's not really good. The, the whole thing though is he's just popular because of his SNL stuff, but mm -hmm. he's really not that good of a late night host. And the same with like Jimmy Kimmel, he's the same way. I mean, the stuff that he did to Joaquin Phoenix was, was horrible. Now, what did he do to Joaquin Phoenix? Tell me. He like revealed footage from when he was doing, not Joker, might've been Joker. Yeah, I think it was his Joker. Um, of him like yelling at a crew member and he like Joaquin Phoenix didn't didn't know he was gonna do that like mm -hmm. it was a complete surprise but... oh but another joke Murray 
yeah. No, I, I think, think we've had taken it, it in a weird no, way. No, I think we've had enough of your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, and then, so Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, I, Conan is, was good. Oh, he, I, 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 he's he's ending his show. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. He just he just finished, right? His last one was, I think, yeah. recently. Yeah, he, in my opinion, was the best interviewer. I'm not, yes. not big on his comedy. Like, I can see it's kind of. I love his face. deadpan comedy. That that's that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people really like. I, I never really got into it, but mm-hmm. I think he's the best interviewer because he's that way. Like with Johnny Carson, like mm-hmm. he would let the people, like Bill Burr, when Bill Burr was on, like, yes, legendary stuff happens. Like <laughs> he just lets him go. You know, he lets him go. Um, and that's how it should be. But yeah, I remember. Gosh, a couple of months ago, well, maybe a little more than a couple months ago, I just binged a lot of Johnny Carson videos and just laughing because of the comedy, the comedians that Ron, the actors, and just, it was just such a cool vibe. It was like yep. so different. Just like people chilling on stage, just talking about stuff. Like, yeah. And then I remember one scene with Johnny Carson, Rodney Dangerfield. He just let mm-hmm. Rodney go, and, you know, Johnny, he knew exactly what was ha- going to happen. He just he let the laughs pour out of his heart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what? 1955, right? Yeah, 1955. And then he ended in, I want to say, was it 79 or 80? 92. 92? Yeah, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Right. Wow. I thought it was much earlier than that. And then. That's crazy. And then the well, I guess that makes sense because I've seen a lot with Robin Williams. And then who took over for Johnny Carson? Was it Letterman? I think it was Letterman. After Carson's retirement, Leno took over as host amid some controversy for for David Letterman. Okay, for David Letterman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can never remember. But um, yeah, there you go. Ninety-two. Wow. So he did it for a long time, almost yeah. forty years. Yeah. That's crazy. I did not realize that. I wonder why he's such a legend. Cool. All right. So mine, June thirtieth. 1938 the first comic for spider not spider-man superman (laughs) (laughs) the first superman comic uh was released in 1938 through dc wow which is pretty crazy truth justice in the american way good stuff man good stuff very patriotic powerful good Mm -hmm. things and world war ii was not even a thing for us Americans at this point in time. That's right, because we weren't in yet. Well, it really, well, we they could see it beginning, mm-hmm. right? Kind of starting the tensions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's so crazy to like see the comic books from that era because they all are like so patriotic and like such propaganda. Mm-hmm. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. All the Captain America stuff, like it was you know, just you know, just fighting for American values and virtue, which we would probably desperately need now yeah (laughs) what is um what what i suppose it's probably even more deep storytelling wise and character development wise Mm -hmm. yeah instead of making americans feel better Mm -hmm. which i get 100 percent. you know i understand that completely entertainment where's the entertainment guys so we're here to talk about michelle branches the spirit room from 2001 the anniversary is going to come up in a couple months came out in august of 2001 and i want to get the overall impression me personally i love this album mm. best album i think i've ever heard literally I, I there's nothing nothing that compares to this album by the 
Michelle Branch. You know, I had, after I finished the album, I listened to it and I hadn't listened to it in so long. I had so many goosebumps mm. all around my body that <laughs> the people around me thought that I had keratosis pilaris. You know, I had the same thing and it made me bigger and stronger somehow. I listened to the whole album and I had a six pack. Now it, it left me after, but while I was listening and then a little bit after, my body was like, You're, you've just peaked. There's nothing greater than this album. So the real message is that we should be constantly listening to this album in order to be at peak performance. Exactly. Speaking exactly. of speaking of big, especially with six, pack, six packs, right? Um, this album is large. It's big in what it's trying to say, but at the same time, it's small in its approach. Mm. It's loud in its message, but at the same time, it's quiet. It's busy in the amount of songs that it has, but at the same time. It's relaxed. Mm. It's also very, a lot of the songs are just incredibly, incredibly somehow deep, but then also shallow. It kind of strikes you in both places. The whole mood of this album, it made me feel like... <laughs> the whole mood of this album it made me feel like I was getting yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> getting yelled at? <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. I believe. The whole mood of this album. It <laughs> this album it made me feel like i was getting yelled at for not calling a girl back mm, i feel that you know when that. when she was talking about a relationship about a man being her shooting star you're my shooting you know, star i had so many goosebumps all over my body <laughs> <laughs> i had that same experience Everything within me was like, any impurity wanted to get out after listening to this album. I, I literally felt like I was cured of all of my ailments. Yeah, my, ladder, my body literally purged. My sins were all forgiven. <laughs> Giving like, we, we've given our initial impressions, um, but I, I need to also say that me personally, I loved this album. Mm. Um, you know, it's very much a soundtrack to, you know, those 2000s shows such as, you know, Laguna Beach or One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek, you know, oh. typical shows that you would think that are, uh, you know, it's be better than Breaking Bad, uh, better than Game of Thrones. You know, mm. I used to like those shows. Now they suck.
Yeah. It's changed my life. Now let's get down. love from this. This is the like, like finding love. Mm-hmm. If you want to find love out there, just listen to this album and you'll feel it. You'll feel it immediately. You don't even need a partner. It's like complete bliss and union with the universe itself. Now, your overall feelings about this album, how did you feel after leaving this album? Did you feel like a sense of bliss, melancholy? What was it? Yeah, it kind of was like the feeling like after you have an amazing bowel movement. Oh, okay. And then you like... And usually bowel movements, they're supposed to be fun, right? Right, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Freeing, empty. and, you know, albums, they're supposed to be fun. And this album, it's very fun. Well, well no, it's not. <laughs> right. Let's get, let's get down to brass tacks. So right. me personally, I love this album. <laughs> Best album I've ever heard. Possibly rivaling the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper. Wow. No, you know, not even close. It's way better. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's way better. Um, so this this album won't be forgotten for the next fifty to three hundred million years. Yeah, I mean, when I listened to it, like I just I immediately remembered everything. I knew all the lyrics. I knew all the guitar chords, the progressions, the singing, the melodies, everything. It was just in my head. You know, this album. We got to think about the meaning of this album. It's about a relationship. The first song. Everywhere, yeah, yeah, everywhere. It's it's about a relationship, about a crush, and then eventually you get into the hit song "All You Wanted," mm. which apparently he's not all that she wanted. She just wanted a guy who cared about her, and apparently, whether it be he liked her and she liked him, but they didn't fulfill each other's wants or needs. Then she says goodbye to him in the song, goodbye to you. You know, it's about a relationship, her shooting star. You're my shooting star. She finds a new man and then the last song, Drop in the Ocean. She finds another crush and then the cycle begins again. This song, actually, no, really this album, it's really a rock opera. Mm. Love it. So true. It's powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. Because what happens to us when we're 16-year-old teeny boppers? You know, in this age of terrorism and, you know, um, political polarization on both sides people want they're craving for an album about a girl complaining about a guy i completely agree this is what the world needs joseph we need a re imagination we need a re capitulation and for us to go back to the olden days of 2001 Michelle Branch you know if her and Vanessa Carlton and Avril Lavigne had a three person tour I would go the world couldn't handle it 
No, they could not handle it. It would literally explode. And they would make an album, a triple album even, if they mm. were together, that would destroy all metrics of the music industry. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. So that's why you, viewers, listeners, right now, don't listen to The Spirit Room by Michelle Branch. And then you can tell us how you felt after listening to the entirety of the album. And I think your opinions will probably be the same as ours. And if they're not, we're probably going to dismiss them and maybe even bully you. Yeah, because that's that's how we do it here at Feeling Grounded. Yeah. Our whole slogan is you shouldn't have questions. You should just accept what we say. Because it's truth. <laughs> Do it. You're my shooting star. Oh, here we go. The cl cl classic relationship trope where you're going to chase with a girl while it's raining. In the rain. You're all wet. So if you want to watch that, listeners, go to patreon.com slash Feeling Grounded Podcast. Yep. For only three bucks a month, you guys will be able to access exclusive content and our reactions to certain things. And some of the Patreon stuff that we do is honestly our favorite part. So get on that platform and we will hopefully see you there. Check it out. It's time for the news. So apparently... About a dozen House Republicans will be joining former President Donald Trump to the southern border. Mm -hmm. Now, what have you heard about the, the border? We talked a little bit about that, um, I believe, was it with Zach a few weeks yep. back? Yep. Episode seven, right? Yep. Yeah. The, um, so what I've heard is that things are not good, mm -hmm. um, that there's a lot of chaos and a lot of people are coming in and some people, like children are getting dropped off. Mm. And it's been like the worst that it's been ever. Like, that's what you read in all the articles is everyone's yeah. saying, oh, it's just the worst that it's ever been, mm -hmm. uh, which it could very well be, you know, but I don't know. I'm not, I don't see, I don't, I'm not at the border. So I don't know what it's like personally, yeah. but from what I've heard and hearsay from reading articles and things, it sounds like it's a rough, rough time. Yeah. It's a rough gig. And it seems that quite a few on both sides are kind of panning this administration. Right. Yeah. Everyone's blaming Biden for it. So, yeah. Um, one of the representatives, I think from Indiana, Jim Banks is his name. Uh, he accused Biden of, you know, worsening the U.S.-Mexico border. Mm. Um, to my understanding, um, Trump also said that it's destroying our country. We know his position on it. It's been, you know, in the mainstream for the last five or so years, give or take. Yeah, yeah. And then another representative from Texas, Abbott, Greg Abbott, he said you know, the wall will continue to be erected um, and he'll also be in attendance with Trump too. Um, so by the time that this episode airs, I think Kamala Harris would have already been there and Trump mm. is probably already there by this point because um, we're filming a few days beforehand. Right. Um, yeah, so Kamala Harris, I think from what I've seen in interviews, she's been constantly been bombarded with questions about when are you going to visit the border? When are you, because she's the representative who should be, to my understanding, no? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So a lot of her roles are, are that, mm -hmm. I think, right? Yeah. 
and you know just days before like she's going to the border herself on the friday because uh tomorrow because we're filming this on the thursday beforehand um so by that time people listen people have already gotten a better idea of who's been more successful in the trip trump or kamala right yeah so we'll see time will tell Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that kamala won't do very well she's kind of flip-floppity with a lot of the stuff how do you mean just her the way she feels about immigration because i believe at one point she disagreed with it and thought everyone should oh no she she thought everyone should be welcome and all that stuff and then she did sure. the whole thing a couple of weeks ago where she told everyone to leave and not to come. not come okay not come. yeah so it's only, it's, it's only a wonder why that was maybe the pressure of it is getting to her i would i would think that because back in february or march that's when we first started hearing about this, you know, within the first month or two that Biden took office. Um, more and more people came in. Yeah. Illegally. Yeah, because they knew, like we said before, that they probably would be okay. And mm-hmm. they are, you know, so that's why they're Russian, like the way that they are. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. It's crazy. Crazy to see. Yeah. Um, but in May, like I'm giving you a little bit of data, uh, fed- federal law enforcement, they stopped more than 180,000 people from attempting to cross, oh which is which is more, uh, probably the most it had been since uh, 2001, I believe. Wow, that is great. Uh, yeah, highest in two decades. Um, Jeez but Louise. I get Republican anger, and they've said that their position numerous times but you know what motivates the democrats in order to you know i suppose delay going or at least kamala uh delaying going to the border to this point in time because how long have they been in office for late january february march april may and now we're at five months at this point yeah very true yeah i don't know maybe they're afraid of what they're going to see or Mm -hmm. let's see it's a good question I mean, I would be, I wouldn't want to go, <laughs> yeah. you know, especially if I was, you know, really involved with what's happening mm-hmm. if it's because of my administration and the one that I'm a part of, like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the mindset is, you know? Yeah. But it's not so crazy. It's hard to say. It's hard to say because, you know, you have both sides, right? Where, well, these people should come legally and they should mm-hmm they need to escape a horrible climate and situation mm-hmm. but then the other idea is well maybe these people are gonna dismantle what we believe is you know in our country and mm-hmm. kind of like the whole theory with behind rome that you mentioned a couple, couple weeks oh ago, yeah, yeah that, they might come you know, that mentality of like changing culture to the point where it, it topples um and so, you know, you get both sides of that. We say, well, you know, you get the, the, the left that says, no, they should come because they need, you know, a better way of life. And then you get the, the right that says, no, they shouldn't come because they will affect our society and our culture and the way things are supposed to be, our economy, society, and all these aspects. But I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of those weird yeah, things. Yeah, I think but that's you, actually you a really good point that you brought up, uh, bringing up some type of... Um, moral reason in order to bring people in because of the country that they came in beforehand yeah. isn't exactly the best but at the expense of our country mm-hmm. 
you know, are we prepared to take a lot of people? Because as the United States as a whole, we're not doing so well. Yeah. We are the most divided that we have ever been. Um, so do we want to keep throwing more things into the pot and making it worse? Or? Yeah. But at the same time, like I get a lot of people trying to say, maybe bringing a lot then, more people in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, do we have the resources? I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I guess time will tell with all that. Uh, my, you know, my initial instinct is to want to help them. But in the same breath, it's like, well, how can we, can we truly help mm-hmm. 100 and, you know, what was it, 108,000 people mm-hmm. at the border? Like, do we have the, do we have the buildings? Do we have the space? Do we, mm-hmm. like, what do we, like, what do we do? Like, well, how do we respond to that? Right. And we get, well, what if it's a million people? Like, what if millions of people are running into our country? Like, what are, what are we supposed mm-hmm. to do? Like, how can we help them and serve them? Right. And I think that's, a really christian it's a really christian thing in order to want to help as many people as can be Mm -hmm. um because obviously they're coming here for a purpose it's mm -hmm. not like they're trying to escape a oppressive country or a a drug issue or you know familial problems or poverty maybe they think their lives will be better if they come here uh which is important thing because we're we're, you know we're called to serve and we're called to help Mm -hmm. Um, but we just want to make sure that you know, we're in a system in a world that can provide for them. Yeah, if we be, get pra- power, be pragmatic then... about the situation in order to understand that. Do we have enough resources in order to help right. out each individual person? Because mm-hmm. I heard somebody who was talking about the situation was from Texas, who said many years ago when this was a problem, they said that literally they didn't have the food, they didn't have the places. So they literally just had rooms that were just filled with like children mm-hmm. and like no one knew how to take care of them and knew what to do or like how to like, and the, because the process for things, like if they were decided to be deported, like it takes a long period of time. So how do you mm-hmm. have someone for, you know, two to four weeks in a location where there's just no food, there's no space, there's no clothing, there's no beds. Like, mm-hmm. like what do you do? What do yeah. you do? You can't just like let them go because mm-hmm. you have to take care of them. But there's this, and but if you do that with like thousands and thousands of people it you know it's the it's, problem doesn't end yeah exactly exactly because you can't take care of them yeah you're you're left in like people. a reactionary stance because you're reacting to other people that are coming in yeah. and you can't just like let them go like you they can't just yeah. like walk away like because mm-hmm. they don't have anything they don't, they don't i mean some most of them don't even have cars it's like they don't even yeah. clothes they have food they run out of food and water from the trip like yep like, you're just gonna let them go into the desert like <laughs> yep like you know go fend for yourself well no you can't do that because then they're the homeless and they will die like mm-hmm. so you have to take care of them but then when you get this massive surge of people you just you can't you can't do it so mm-hmm. i guess what we have to say is that we need limitations either a we need a better infrastructure plan where we get resources and locations and buildings built to, to house and take care of these people which costs a lot of money a lot of yeah. taxpayer money mm-hmm. and a lot of resources or we just say you guys gotta stop coming over you know, we, we can't, yeah. we can't help you. We can't help you. Um, which either way, I mean, it's going to affect a lot of things. So yeah, that's my take on everything. Yeah. There's pros and cons to each situation. Um, mm-hmm. whatever avenue that you do approach. Um, yeah, it's like me. If I, my wife and I decide we're going to have 15 kids, which hopefully we won't, but <laughs> if we decide I thought that, that was your goal, I thought yeah, that was your goal. Exactly. Well, it was Catholics maybe, but um we you know if i don't have if i don't have a house for them if i don't have room for them if i don't have enough money in my account to like pay for their food and their schooling and their education and their clothing and all this stuff like i'm gonna try not to have kids you know i'm gonna be smart about 
or try to, you know, not have 15 children if I can't, mm -hmm. if I like, cannot take care of them. Yeah. And so there's something to that mm -hmm. because we want their well-being. So then obviously it's different with children because you can make that decision, but. Yeah, you can't, you can't exactly control the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I get the reactionary stance to it. Um, maybe, and maybe this no, is- what is, your, what is your thought? I mean, I'm, I'm rambling here. Like, what, what no, you, no, you I, 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 think, I think what it comes to right now, because you brought up pros and cons on both sides, maybe Kamala was onto something saying that, you know, people shouldn't come, at least for the time right now. Um, and this is her not even being at the border yet. So only time will tell what happens on uh, the Friday, what is actually taking place, how she approaches it. And same with mm -hmm. the Republicans on that stance. We haven't had a lot of, uh, you know, unity on this issue for quite a long time. Right. Um, maybe the one thing that I can really hone in on is just asking for other foreign powers for help in order to Bring these immigrants to those other locations now it's not ideally what the immigrants want to they, they probably just want refuge from where they've been um right. so maybe yeah, any other, any other location will do again that's right. a lot of taxpayer money yeah and if they're told like hey if you go here you can get food for two weeks or whatever it is but yeah i don't know but but then you have those questions too well, like who's going to help us like who, who's going to allow us to send all these people somewhere you know it's just it's just tricky it's a, it's a hard game to play mm -hmm. i think if you're empathetic and you really feel for these people you want to help them but if there's no way to help them like how can you you know yeah so it's just you know both sides of that coin mm -hmm. it's just important to try to figure out what the best answer is and hope that somebody can you know mm -hmm. a lot of people again there's a problem with politics right where everyone thinks there's a different motive behind stuff like that so the thing with kamala everyone was like, oh, well, they just don't want people from, I think it was Guatemala where they were talking mm -hmm. about, right? Mm -hmm. They said, oh, they don't want people from Guatemala because they tend to be more Christian and they tend to be more Catholic and, and, mm -hmm. and good people. So that's why she would tell them not to come, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, I don't know, there might be truth to that, but the fact that that's where minds go is like wrong. Automatically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fact that, oh, well, it's because they're all Christian, which, you know, which would then be against her agenda or whatever. Um, but she may just be saying that because, well, listen, you guys, I got to stop coming because we can't take care of you, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's quick to, to do that. But it's always important for us to, to think about. So I'm always trying to be like an optimist. I'm, I always yeah. want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't know how much I can do that for someone like Kamala. But um, I always try to give it. I can't do that for any politician, Josh. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, hard. It's, it's very hard to. And, you know, here's the thing for any person that is listening you don't have to listen to us specifically. Like, we're not kowtowing to people's views. That's not what Feeling Grounded is about. But I strongly urge a lot of the people that at eight o'clock at night who make a habit of turning on, you know, the Fox News of the world, the CNNs of the world strongly reconsider don't make that a habit yeah just shut off maybe yeah, yeah. maybe maybe once in a while turn it on just to get like a little bit of yeah but there are other avenues um 
because a lot of it is designed to make you fearful. Every single politician, especially with this issue of the border, they're all motivated by fear, at least in my opinion, um, which is the reason why they are so accusatory of other people. Same with these, those on the mainstream uh, news outlets, you know, be, be savvy in what you want to find uh, for your news outlets, be very selective, treat it as a form of self-care because at the end of the day, you don't want to be feeling negativity about you, yourself, and your country. Yeah, and, and to just know that the, the intention of news outlets is to be entertaining. Like it's <laughs> meant to be entertainment and then also just, you know, the agendas that they're trying to push, which is coming out. Um, but like initially, like as soon as a 24-hour news cycle happened in like the 70s, the intention mm -hmm. was to be entertaining and to try to sway popular opinion. So just know that if you're watching it, like they're, they're showing you things for a reason and it's it, it's not always the truth and it's not always geared towards your betterment it's meant to like cling you and attach you to, to to things and i think something that i've noticed as time has progressed like the stuff that they'll show is getting more and more controversial more and more aggressive because that's like yeah. the one thing that like people uh that will make them watch is if it's like oh if it's jarring I remember when I was a kid, they would never show clips of people shooting guns at people. Like yeah. you would never see like it happening. And I was at the gym and I think CNN or Fox News was just on. And I was like running on the treadmill and I look up and I, you see a whole clip of somebody being shot and you see it. And I'm like, I, if I was a kid and I saw that, that would have tore me to pieces. Yep. And I just think there's, there's something wrong with that. The fact that they have that, they feel like they need to show this clip just to, so people watch it and are entertained. You know, I just feel like it's gotten worse and worse, uh, the stuff that they are willing to show. Wonder, no I wonder, I wonder like, why hey, that like, is. If you because, have kids, don't look. Like, there was nothing yeah. like that. It was just like, here's this clip that we had happened, and it was like someone getting shot. Do you think, <laughs> yeah, do you think the you line was, do you think the line was crossed once 9-11 happened and you were able to see these buildings coming down and killing quite a few yeah i think that 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 was kind of the beginning of it and then and that was everything right so then people realized oh like in the midst of tragedy people are going to look and click and, and see and be interested in the ratings shoot through the roof so now it's like well if horrible things happen and we have videotape then let's show it and then you know but yeah i don't know that's my take that's why i don't watch the news i mean like i said last time i'll i'll never do it but um yeah so we'll just hope for the best that people can discern the truth and see goodness. And I think naturally every single person for the most part is, is, is a good person uh, at their core. We, right. we, as a society, <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking like Jared Leto from uh, Zach's. We live in a society, yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, but naturally we do live in a society where people, um, together um are motivated by groupthink so my my initial thought is like we are made to be good but we have a fallen nature right so that's what kind of what we believe as christians is like we're made to be good but because of our brokenness because of sin like we we're all kind of geared towards things that are that are fallen mm -hmm. um but yeah but it's always just holding on to that reality that we are not autonomous right we have I think that's the word like we are we are in control of our we have rational thought and mm -hmm. we have actions and we we think and we process so we can make good decisions 
based on that but we just have to be informed and educated enough on the good mm -hmm. which is what life is so so what we want you all to do is subscribe to feeling grounded podcast like the video become a patron and also subscribe to us on feeling grounded podcast on instagram to see exclusive content for free ask us any question on any one of those mediums um such as why is there a beatles poster behind you yeah why is there a beatles poster behind me um maybe somebody uh actually no i'll let you guys do that i don't want to i don't want to spoil the fun but you got questions you're feeling grounded